All right, we're on. We might as well get right into it. Get this fucking thing over with. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm the, my standards are really declining for Episode this show. Episode 22. The you last give a time. Fuck. Yeah, I don't give a shit anymore. I didn't even edit the last one. I don't think I'm going to anymore. I'm just posting them raw dog style. Oh god. That's Green and Lewis from now on. Unfiltered. Un- Unedited. Yeah, that's all right. access. I don't know. I have a complaint right off the bat. What? Our table. It's oh too long. Oh my gosh. Shut the fuck up about the table. You want to go buy a table? No, I don't want to buy a table. You want to go hunting for a table? You're the furniture person. Do you want to go find the perfect table that takes many months to find the perfect table? I want to buy one from Walmart that is small, that fits the space appropriately, and I, costs under $30. I will destroy you. That's called <laughs> the kibbit or ribbit table from Ikea. It's just a yep. square with legs, and it's up. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you know the names of Ikea things just off the dome i spent a lot of time looking for the right thing <laughs> do you know how long it took me to find that fucking couch uh we're talking about the studio again because uh as we mentioned last time when we had nothing in here now we have stuff in here but you know but it's just so much stuff even though it's the same quantity of furniture there's new stuff but it's gonna take me a while to get into the rhythm of this space we're sitting really far away from each other oh yeah it's weird, weird. it's the same distance as the couch oh we've shaken the robot arm that's okay it's the same distance. Uh, yeah, I guess so. It's, it's just, just the arrangement is like, more confrontational. Mm. I don't like it. If I have, <laughs> if I want to make fun of you, I have to make eye contact uh-huh, with you. I yeah. can't just stare at the wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I'm just nervous that I'm sitting next to the Google Home. Oh, you think it's listening to you right now? Yes. I don't like it. It's well, plugged in, too, and it freaks me out. No, I know. I've been using it as a Bluetooth speaker. I approve of the Google Home. I do not. You just don't want to ask it questions. Yeah, no. I don't want it to you learn know? things about me, like my blood type or social security number. How do you think it would learn your blood type? I don't know. I think it's, like, suspiciously, like, it's such a not... It's designed to be such a non-object. Yes. That, like, the amount of freedom you have talking around it it's just like oh that's not there i don't know that's not definitely not listening to me do you know what the word on the street is with google home is it one of the ones that listens all the time oh, i, I think know. alexa listens alexa all the time. that hoe is always eavesdropping yeah but i'm not sure about google home although google's a worse company privacy wise i feel like in general mm. than even this, amazon so i mean this one lights up when it's listening yeah or when Allegedly. it's in use but yeah who knows i don't know you but, can unplug it if you want if it's I, making you paranoid you should unplug it i mean no is it going to be difficult for you to do the podcast? Do you feel like there's a third person here? Should yeah. we give it a microphone? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Google, what do you think of Green and Lewis? Green Gourmet Market has a rating of 4.4 out of 5 on Google with 64 reviews. <laughs> for the listener, Google confused our podcast with uh, Green Market down the road. <laughs> gourmet Market? Gourmet it's now market. a Gourmet Market? Okay. She's unplugged now because I'm not. That's fine. Yeah. We should get a, we should get Green Market as the official sponsor. <laughs> How hard do you think it would be? Or, or we should have one of those guys on as a guest. No, thank you. And ask them how they came up with the names on their menu and why they don't memorize their own menu and just make you whatever sandwich they want. Oh, <laughs> does that yeah. ever happen to you over there? Yeah, they're like, huh? You ask for a thing by name and then you just get something completely else. They don't bother to read it. No. They don't know how to make it. Well, I, ooh, I unplug the Google Home and then I get that, like, you know, the thing where you get the tinnitus in the air and you can't hear that sound anymore. Oh, you got a swan song right yeah. when you unplug Google Home? Ooh. Mm. 
Well, yep. All right, great. Um, no, they have definitely given me like I'll be like, can I have some sort of chicken sandwichy thing? Like, and they're like, mm, you want ham, right? And you're like, that's well, they have one that I quite like. That's basically, I think it's called the Chipotle craze. In fact, I know it is, but it's all Chipotle things. So it's Chipotle Gouda, uh, Chipotle Gouda, Chipotle chicken, and like Chipotle mayo or whatever, yeah. and a couple other things. And like but spicy, like it's like fried onions on it too. I feel like eight out of ten times though, I just get chicken on a roll with nothing. <laughs> That's happened to me multiple times. Yes. Or it's just chicken with mayo. It's it's weird. It's like hot chicken salad. It's really gross. Ew. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Never order a salad there. I've never tried to. I, bodega salads, I mean, come on. I had a buffalo chicken salad because I was like, I want buffalo chicken, <laughs> First, but I want to be healthy. That doesn't count as a salad, <laughs> and it is not healthy. But they were going to just give it to me with no dressing, and I went, excuse me? Well, they're trying to make you healthy. Yeah, and I They said, were fulfilling your request. And I said, fuck me up with some blue cheese. Oh, God. And it, they put, they literally <laughs> heard, fuck me up with some blue cheese, when I said, can I have a little bit? And they just... <clears throat> and then I just ate a slaw. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I feel like New York salads are mostly slaws, actually. Even at fancier places, you're dealing with way too many ingredients and not enough leafy material. <clears throat> I'm I mean, sick, by the way. So if I sound funny, that's why. Mm. And if I'm low energy, that's also why. You need an excuse to be low energy now? Yeah. I, you know, I was coming in here with an open mind and an open heart, but I have a headache and I uh, feel sick now. I'm having a therapeutic dose of wine, but mm. I'm sure that's not Did the, really going to help me. The CBD, the CBD work? Uh, you have CBD? Because I don't have any more. No. I ate all my weed gummies. That's not CBD, I guess. But I, yeah. <laughs> that's not the same. I've been treating myself with weed gummies and I ate them all. So uh, now I'm now I'm hopeless. Wow. Yeah. So now you're not stoned. It really does work. Being stoned feels really good when you're sick. Well, because you just don't hurt. Yeah. It just, it eliminates, you know. It doesn't stop the, like, congestion, but you don't feel it. No. Yeah. And I I just feel, like, I don't know, ready. Totally normal. Mm. I should follow Erica's advice and just go to the doctor and get the weed card, since you can do that now. Because I could definitely get it for a, a vast wide array of reasons and just go sir what brings you in today <clears throat> i always want to Ahem. die <laughs> please Ahem. here's the laundry list can you fuck can you fuck me up and they're like well we might, we can get you the weed card sure but you might need a little bit of like some lithium in there too let's make it a cocktail mm-hmm. do you think if i just go to a general practitioner they can issue that like who gives you the weed card do you need to go to a specialist or something because uh, I am serious about this. I think I want to try anxiety, this. you need to have a shrinky Oh, you have to go to a psychiatrist or something? Yeah. Oh. Uh, which, you know. What if it's for physical pain? What if it's for my back? Yeah, the GP can probably do that. Yeah. I don't know. Even if it, you could probably get that shit at CityMD. You think so? I, be, I don't think you can. CityMD will give you, like, Vicodin. For <laughs> <a> <laughs> like, yeah, they'll be like, oh, you stub your toe, you want a Vicodin? Like, yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Um... Hmm, maybe that's what I should get into. Do you have any leftover opioids no. from your injuries? What injuries? I don't know. Your broken foot. They gave me prescription strength Advil. Oh, that's right. I ate a couple of those, by the way. They don't do anything. Back in the day when you had them. I know, but I thought it was worth a try. It's like that... four Advil in one pill. Yeah, I know. It's not that great. It's great if you like have a sprain. You're like, ooh, mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt. Yeah. I don't know. I just took two ibuprofen, and it's not doing anything either. 
Are you not supposed to drink when you do that? That's no. just occurring to me. Yeah, no. What well, happens? no, Tylenol you don't do. Oh, okay. I mean, really, neither. You're just fucking up your liver, but you're doing that anyway. Did you know people commit suicide with Tylenol? I did not know that. Excuse me? Oh, yeah, apparently like a whole bottle of Tylenol will kill you, but it's extremely painful. Why would we... I didn't know that that was a possible option. I, I heard it on the internet. People are dumb. No, you can't do it. No, that's some teenagers going, yeah, I yeah. took like a whole bottle of Tylenol and had to get my stomach home. It's like, yeah, because you know what? Acetaminophen, you're just like shutting down your kidneys for a little bit. Right. Yeah. But like, we can pump that, like have some charcoal and call it a day. Yeah. It was rather dark, but it was a thread on Reddit of like suicide survivors. What's your story? Oh, boy. And it was lots of took too many pills. It felt like burning. <laughs> they pumped my stomach and I'm still alive. Yeah. Pills. I always thought the pill thing was like a. I want. I don't want to. I'm afraid of like sharp things, but I do want to cry for attention. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. People do that in a serious way too, but. But so you're like right. Low grade. Like I took a bunch of Nyquil, and you're like, okay, were you just tripping balls? No, nah, that's not the same stuff that makes you trip. It's a uh, Robitussin that makes you. Yeah, but I have guess. the hallucination. I one time when I was. It must have been in ninth grade or 10th grade. Robo tripping? I tried to, the first time I tried to robo trip, it was on a bunch of Dimatap. That's not going to work. And I just got tunnel vision and fell asleep. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was like all cold medicine, but yeah, Dimatap didn't work. No. And it was particularly bad because I don't like that grape flavored medicine. Oh, it's disgusting. I love artificially grape flavored things, but grape medicine is a different flavor. Oh, it's gross. It's, It's the grape of Jolly Ranchers. It's but Jolly Ranchers is better. the The great medicine has like a grain alcohol finish that you can't you can't get around. Huh? Do I know what a grain alcohol tastes like? Like a gas station liquor? I don't know. You never had like. like Wild Irish Rose? I, mean, no. I guess that's technically wine, but it's wine. Yeah, Wild Irish Rose is wine in a plastic bottle. Ooh. Mm. You're lucky you've never fallen that far. <laughs> I've been right. On, I've been right on that line in the past. Oh boy. Um, but no, like, you know, they don't do it here is the problem. In New York, you can't get alcohol anywhere but a liquor store. So it's at least liquor store quality. You know, Seagram's is the bottom shelf. Mm. Or Evan Williams. Do you know how hard it was to find like a bottle of vodka for Thanksgiving that wasn't like either $50 or eight? Yeah. Well, you're, you're talking about at our liquor store or in our our neighborhood in general. Yeah. Yeah. Bed-Stuy is either top shelf that you don't want, like Hennessy. It's like it's occurring it, to me now that we've definitely talked about this. Do you before. want a clear liquor? Good luck, fucker. Like yeah. that is basically they're like, do you want some new Amsterdam? I'm like, no, I do not. Well, as this is, is it on Mad Men that they say clear clear liquors for rich women on diets? Hello. And you know, there's not many of those around here. Hi. Yeah. Hi, hello. Hi. This one. Hi. Well, as we discussed last time, you're you're an aspiring clear liquor dowager, but you're not quite there yet. No. You just have the image of your parents' friends and her still leather gotta, pants. Still got to marry rich. Yeah. Hopefully he'll die. Yeah, you're working on that now? No. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Yeah, it is hard. It's I hard know. on these streets. I know. It is hard on these streets. Everyone who's, like, rich lives in Hell's Kitchen has boat, like, you know, yeah. is tan. And then you got to travel really far to hook up. I'm not doing that. Yeah. I, I don't like, cross a river. I don't like that at all. No, thank you. Although, I don't know. If they were rich, it does kind of seem worth it. How rich? Well, rich enough to live in Manhattan in general. I feel like that's rich enough for me. Mm-hmm. Although, I don't know. I take it back. I know some poor people that live in Manhattan, and I wouldn't want to go stay with them <laughs> in Chinatown. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. If you're living in, like, a windowless tenement room, no. No, thank you. Ew. Well, you know, people people's apartments in Chinatown are, like, notoriously super small. 
I'm like our apartment is very small and it's a fucking palace I, compared to what you're going to get done. I there. mean, there are places that don't have like, it's the illegal thing if it's a bedroom, but with no windows. That's what I'm saying. I think there's a lot of that on the Lower East Side in Chinatown. Yeah. Oh, I could never. Yeah. So not that. But if you're mm. living in like a fancy apartment with a lot of plants, you know, maybe a patio. That's like Williamsburg. Central air. Mm. That's Bushwick. Yeah, but there's people like mm. that in Manhattan, of course. Yeah. That's all I'm saying, man. Mm. I'm just trying to get, you know, if there's any ladies out there <laughs> and you're above the seventh floor. Seventh floor? Yeah, hit up your boy. You want to live on the seventh floor? At least the seventh floor. Why? Because it's, you know, because I like a view, man. Okay. That's the whole point of the rich thing. You don't like, well, there was there was this one caller on the third floor on 43rd Street. Oh, okay. So you have experience with this. Yeah, but no, this pla- the place was... The third floor on 43rd Street. Between 7th and 8th. That's like Times Square. It was a block away from Times Square. Oh, weird. <laughs> okay. It was very weird. It was, yeah, it was around the corner from the giant Shake Shack on the corner, yes. Um... I thought people just like had offices there. No, I had no clue that people homes, lived that close. Because it's like Hell's Kitchen adjacent. It's like the last like gasp mm. of like the before home. times. Yeah, the before Giuliani times when it was like. But it was like looked like it was built in the sixties based on the tiling in the hallways. Like it looked yeah. newish and it was brick, which I'm like, ooh, brick. No, thank you. Oh ha- yeah, gonna have to brick have... in the hallway. You said no brick as the outer shell of the building. Oh okay. Well, there's a lot of that. I mean, what are you going to do? Anyway, what? how did this assignation go? Eh. It was just fine. It was fine. You were unimpressed. He had Emmys. He had Emmys? Three of them. Was he a writer? Producer. A producer? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So he was rich. Mm, I don't know. Well, yeah, I think family rich. Went to Wharton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why, why are you being so cagey about this? You you froze up all of a sudden. This is your story, by the way. You know, brought it I up. Know. I didn't coax this out of you. I know. I'm like, uh. Now I'm thinking, I'm like, ooh, did I whiff that one? Oh, shit. Yeah, probably. Yep. Oops. Just bring up the story and brick it. The Will special. <laughs> no, not, not just oh, brick. Whiff not that. Ju- yeah, <laughs> not, just, not just brick the story. Brick the, like, opportunity for upward mobility. No, but his apartment was gross and tiny. And I was like, no, thank you. How his are- apartment was gross? It was too small. It was like the size of our living room and like it was just like the half the size of ours uh-huh, but like yeah. a one bedroom yeah that's i mean that's nice you know Mm-mm. i'm surprised that a that an emmy winning producer can't afford better are you sure he didn't take you to his like you know his just hookup pad or something mm, oh well he could have lived somewhere else you know because that does sound suspiciously but why would you have your emmys in your hookup pad well that would make sense you don't even know that they were real you're just taking this guy's word for it. After all, Times Square is right downstairs. I'm sure you can stop at a folding table <laughs> and pick up some pretty convincing-looking Emmys. Take for... them to a trophy shop. Have your name applied to the bottom. Oh, f- oh, yeah. Wow. The more and more I think about it, you're lucky you didn't get killed. Mm. <laughs> no. No. It's fine. You know, it's Daredevil's neighborhood. I'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He'd come and get you. Yeah. Did you know that there's a peep show still? What? In Times Square? Apparently, yeah, right around there. Like a block away from all the main stuff, there's still a peep show upstairs. Where? I don't know. I don't remember the address, but there was a New York Times article about it. Like, ooh, CD New York is coming back. Thank God. When? Please, faster. I don't know. Everybody says that, but it's like, you know, people were getting stabbed and robbed and shit all the time. You know. Rent goes down. It's great. Gentrification and commodification of everything kind of sucks, but 
I'm happy I don't get, you know. A light stabbing every night. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. Well, you almost got stabbed by a child with a broom handle. He tried to whack my shins <laughs> and failed. Um, I jumped over the broom handle, so in some, you know, cultures, where I'm married to that small child mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, God. <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. Yeah. The Tompkins <sighs> precinct is going to come for you. We have a gay pedophile at 807. Oh, <laughs> I shouldn't say our address. Nope, either. you got to bleep really that stupid. up. There you go. And now you have to edit it. Congratulations. Oh, God. I just signed myself up for some work. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Um, Sorry. My headphones are being a problem again. You can talk. I can hear you. But Oh. Um, oh, I started packing up old studio in anticipation yesterday. Oh, that's right. Will's moving into a new studio in January. Yay! Um, hopefully a much nicer one. At least a better situation, I think. Uh, there's a skylight, there's a window. That's all we need. Don't even care. Yeah, I mean, I guess it didn't occur to me that that's pretty soon. It is a good idea to pack. Yeah, I was like, fuck. Uh, what kind of preparations are you making? Are you, like, unstretching paintings and stuff? I already or... did because of the first time I thought I was moving. Oh, okay. So, so a lot of that's done, but I had, like, started, there. like, prepping stuff and then was like, air. So now it's just like some half prime piece of shit. And I'm like, well, just fill in the holes in the wall, start painting over the enamel paint job that the former studio mate left in his wake. Oh, so you're just you're just covering it up rather than scraping it. We discussed this off mic yesterday. The floor. No, 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 not that. Oh, no. The enamel on the wall. Oh, I didn't realize that there was also wall trouble. He did. He did shiny gloss white on the wall. Yeah, your uh, former studio, it's been a long time since that guy was in there. Oh, yeah. But uh, he was like a Bushwick beer can artist. Is that a fair characterization? I think so. I think I saw him one time. Longish hair, right? Dirty blonde, like dishwater. No? Black? Oh, okay. Like brownish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so he had long hair. He was wearing like cut-off jean shorts, and he was pouring resin over beer cans. And no, that's not a joke. That's real. And that that's actually was real. Yeah, that's real. No <laughs> vacuum forming. Right, right. He was vacuum forming the beer cans. Because, you know, resin, 2013, 2014, no one was resining anymore. In that's Bushwick. true. That's true. It was all about vacuum form. Whatever happened to that? Hmm. I feel like that was a real trend that didn't stick around. Uh, Seth Price still does it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he and Brad Trammell. I guess Brad Trammell is vacuum sealing things. It's different. He just sous vide's art, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, right. Huh. That's, uh, I don't know. I, mm, mm. I, I, I came across the account, the, uh, the thing that got everybody roiled up. Uh, you're going to have to explain About Lowey Hollowell. Oh, Lowey Hollowell. Yeah. We're talking about, um, it's time to stop now. Yeah. The what, Instagram account. I was scroll. I was like, who, do we know this person? It seems like someone. I was wondering the same thing. Cause it's, like... it has a relatively few amount of followers Ooh. and yeah. we have a lot in common. All the, them. yeah, it was like, uh, but that's people. sort of, yeah. that's sort of true of all. All of these accounts. I guess. And that account's been around for a long time. I didn't know about it till very recently. Yeah, I was like, um, Harold? But it's been around for years. Oh. I went scrolling back through yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, was, I was on a deep dive on... Yeah, Sunday. so, I mean, again, for context, I'm sure everybody's seen it. But if you haven't seen it, there was a sort of controversial post on there because this account uh, posted Loie Hollowell's... Is it Loie? Yeah. Lowly? Lowy? Lowy. L-O-I-E. Okay. Posted Lowy Hollowell's uh, current prices from Pace Gallery, which are six figures. 
um, and made some sort of quip about how it's kind of ridiculous that you only have one group show at a Walmart museum, literally, mm. the Walton's private museum. It's not the private museum. Crystal oh. Bridges is open to the public. Well, it's their mu- museum, though, yes. dude. It's yeah, like a foundation. Yes. yes. It's still a private museum. It's not, it's not Glenstone by any means. But, but it's not federally or state funded is what I'm saying. It isn't? No, of course they're, not. They're not a 501c? They might be. I don't mm. know. Interesting. I doubt it, though. Weird. Yeah. Huh. I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm I'm kind of talking out of my ass, but I just always assumed that these rich people's like private collection foundation museums were not. Um, it's not. They probably are five hundred ones because they're nonprofits, but they're not state institutions. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. that's all I mean. Yeah. So, like the Brandt Foundation. Yeah, uh, is probably a nonprofit, which it shouldn't be, by the it way. It should not the, be. The way these things no. influence like auction prices and the market in general, there's no way you could. Really, in Plus good you can faith, inflate, qualify them. You as can also inflate the prices of your own things by putting right. them in your own museum. What? Yeah, it's silly. Oh, I mean, I need to get better at tax state-funded museums are also guilty of this. It's really a you know, well an art market-wide problem. But anyway, this post. Um, so they posted this Lowy Hollowell number and made some kind of quip about like, yeah, it's funny that you only have one group show at the Walmart, at Walmart Museum yeah. uh, with the artist that you rip off. Oh. Meaning Georgia O'Keefe. Yeah. And then uh, it kind of popped off because in the comments, there was a lot of uh, rad femmes getting super mad that oh, that boy. this account was targeting a woman. Even though clearly the post had nothing to do with gender. No. And was about the absurdity of this kind of price point for an unproven artist. Or just someone who's like, yeah. I, mm. And it, well, you know, that account, it's time now or it's time to stop now in response to some of these comments was like, um, listen, like, I don't think this artist is very good and I don't think they have very much support outside of the market. And that is true. Nobody likes these paintings. Like I like them when they're small and little. I'm like, I mean, I, I look, they're, they're so milk toast as to not elicit a response. That's mm. what I feel like. I, I think about them. They're nothing. Everybody, the, my my line with this artist with Lloyd Hollowell is like, look, everybody saw the Hilma Offglint show. Okay, we all saw that at the same time. She was making those things before. Doesn't matter. Okay, you're obviously just aware of that artist and like a couple of others and Tama Abst, and you've like amalgamated it into a very like generalized decorative vaginal abstract style, and it's a hit. Good for you, but like, yeah, those paintings suck. I mean. I don't see how you could like locate them in 2019 and say they have anything to say about culture broadly. Not that that's the goal of art, but that's one way of looking at it. Nothing. You could put them in 1920 and they would fit there too. Like they, they, Um, they say absolutely nothing one way or another. That's a lot of things though. I know I'm not, I'm not excusing anybody else, but like, I don't think that this artist should get off the hook for any reason. They're very boring paintings. (laughs) I mean, tell me if you feel differently. Like, if you have an analysis of them, great. I haven't thought that hard about it. I don't think... There's nothing really to think that hard about. I don't know. They're just like... I don't know. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm getting at there, is that that's kind of an indictment, you know? It's part of, like... People give that a pass a lot. It's part of that moment of, like, oh, really, like, turn-of-the-century modernism. let's, Let's turn over those stones. That seems like a great thing to do. And you're like, do we have to? And 100 years has been done past, and you want to you know f- flip over back to that page you don't want to think you know think in the future a little closer or even farther back than all the interesting shit well i don't know i don't think it's like i don't think making a reference to a previous 
previous period of art history stylistically like has any content on its own and the fact that so much mm-hmm. so much art and these sort of like semi movements that are really just market trends that kind of crop up and people are like oh we're doing like um you know we're doing like late 19th century figuration again and then oh here we are in the 1920s doing like you know constructivist abstraction again or whatever it's like just knowing about art history and just fully reappropriating it but not in like a Mike Bidlow but, way. That doesn't mean anything. But it's so easy to sell because the history's already written, so you don't have to think that hard. Yeah, of course. Which is which is again kind of the point of this poster, this conversation is like yeah. I understand why that's marketable, and I don't really begrudge that artist for being successful. Other than like I don't know, maybe like make the the rest of the community look good by trying hard, or like <laughs> instead of just making like you know. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes you gotta like. Maybe you want to like shake hands with the devil and be like sure i'll show it pace well no i think a lot of people do but like then don't get mad if people don't like you especially other artists that or, are struggling yeah. when you're not you know or why why do other people rush to defend it that's the part that i'm like that's the part that's hmm. the part that was funny about that post that i had such a problem no with was like the basic justification was like hey this post is offensive because just because somebody got into the wealthy club you should applaud them and it's like no like oh yeah it was all wealthy. the point it was all wealthy people <laughs> and it was all wealthy people saying mm-hmm. that like the point of it was is like oh like um Y'all you know mad yeah th- well they're mad because it's like you're not allowed to call people out for feeling rich or it makes me feel guilty of being rich and it's like yeah you should feel bad too like your contributions to art are largely just marketable schlock well you know mm. there's really no like you have no foot to stand on and you're embarrassing yourself in front of a bunch of people that are struggling and like, like, you know, look at this elitist shit and you're like, but it's okay if you make it to the elitist club, that's the goal, right guys? And everyone's like, you're a loser. (laughs) (laughs) It's, I mean, if all those sold, so there's one, two, like, let's just say that stands to walk away with a million dollars. Right. I want to walk away with a million dollars. I mean, but I mean, you know who wouldn't however just say so like it's okay to be like yeah yeah it'd be sick to make some hella cash making some like lumpity bumpities i don't know yeah i mean like look obviously on an individual level nobody would deny a million dollars and nobody feels like um they wouldn't want that of course everybody wants a million dollars but like you can't you can't look at it from the position of a dis- disadvantaged artist that's trying yeah. really hard and like have any sympathy for that, that yeah. especially when it's kind of dishonest, like, Oh, you're supposed to appreciate the sincerity behind my dumb abstractions and you should mm. love me for that. And it's like, no, I think your work in this case is like pretty cynical, whether you think it is or not is really beside the point. Well, like you're yeah. just reappropriate, you're reappropriating, um, you know, underrepresented, modernist artists female artists too so if you want to take like a feminist look at it it's like oh you're just like taking these dead broads careers and like, making it into money now i mean you know we don't owe you anything is what i'm saying so when you're saying like at least just be honest about it that's why i'm kind of like a low-key defender of people like alex israel and jeff coons because it's like you know y- you can hate that work on an ethical level but it's successful work because those are two hollow people that are pretty transparent about it mm. here's here's work about i'm a dumb la idiot and Basically, I just like surfing in Brett Easton Ellis, and I think about myself constantly. Like, 
that work is very transparent. It's very clear. He just wants to make money. There's nothing behind it other than that. And like, I hate that ethically, but as an artist, if that was your intention, like it was clear and well transmitted. Lowy Hollowell's work, what am I supposed to get from that? If I saw one of those paintings in isolation, I mean, it doesn't mean anything. I don't know. I really don't think it does. I don't know. Um... And like, again, it's okay yeah. if other people think differently, but like, I don't like the idea that you should censor a post or like get defensive when somebody's critical of another artist. Yeah, that's, um, I don't understand the swarm. There's, there's something very odd about like, mm, this person that we don't know, time to defend them because they're successful. It's like, well, it's not about defending a successful person. It's about you're not critical about the business practices that are having this happen because like it's unsustainable also in the long term for her Uh to have like skyrocketing prices and shit at auction that's just way too big like you know what i mean like Uh, maybe it is maybe it isn't but i feel like even once you've hit that six figure level at that point like this is what happened in the early aughts sure i know but like there's there is a certain point when collectors have made enough of an investment that like you're really not going anywhere for their sake not for you yours. sure about that? Um, not always, but often, yeah. We know a couple people who might uh, beg to differ. Well, yeah, sure. I'm, dude, I'm not saying that it's like a, a bulletproof situation. Yeah. I'm just saying that, like, you know, it can go another way. Too. It can go ways, yeah. Once you've been uh, sainted or knighted, like, there's a vested, you know, there's a lot of capital involved in protecting you. Yeah, but you know, you want to keep that money liquid because, really, like, compared to like other things, art becomes penny stocks. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it's the first thing to be liquidated because it's so volatile. Yeah. It's only a useful store of value, like, when it's hot. Yeah. But it can become worthless pretty quickly, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Um, It's just, it, it was just a funny incident to me because the people with the most class anxiety were, like, the least self-aware about it. That's usually how things go, though. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's not a, mm, hmm, hmm. Yeah. That's unsurprising. Yep. Um. Sorry, I feel like you right now because I'm getting business papers, business papers on the podcast, and I don't, I don't like that. And Why? Because you, you've been uh, be- on vacation for a week. Yeah, and because I've been out, and the art fair is a thing now. So isn't it just on and happening? And isn't everyone gone? Well, it will be on and happening. I mean, I really can't talk about this on I the know, show. So just, but yeah, it's just annoying because I'm being talked at right now. Uh, I don't have time for it. Mm. Um. Anyway, I don't know. I liked talking about this post, the Lowly Hollowell thing. I thought the funny one, funnier one was the Jordan Wilson. Oh, I got to hold it. I'm not that rich, guys. I was like, at least that's honest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, The blue yeah. nude, he was like handling it. I was like, well, It's a picture of Jordan Wilson holding it. you're Matisse. fucking shameless. I mean, shit. Yeah. Because who the... Where did he come from that all of a sudden just shows it's Werner? No one right, knows. Right, right. No one knows. I mean, you know, I feel like we... What fail son is he? Right, exactly. Whenever we talk about this, it's like feels so repetitive to me but it is worth saying again it's like i'm sure this is true of lowly hollowell too i don't believe for one second that you're an unconnected person that like came by this honestly there's no way that doesn't happen to people with no connections and i'm not saying you didn't work on your networking or whatever like that would be the accusation well you know she probably worked really hard it's like well that's kind of true but you're also probably somebody's relative maybe that's always the case i mean that every single spot in the art world illuminati is taken up by sons and daughters of somebody important I mean, I don't know. Jamie and Hustler extraordinaire. Yeah. And I mean, she's a good example of an artist that would probably not really claim to be anything more than she is. Yeah. 
she's like, I'm in, you know, an Adderall addled maniac and I make crazy paintings that I just think of when I haven't slept for 72 hours. Yeah. You know, and there's really nothing more to it than that. I mean, she can address it on a higher level if she's asked to, but I don't think she pretends to be anything else. No. But people, you know, people like that because it's like, ooh, artists are wild. You know, you know, it plays into a certain like bohemian and romantic narrative yeah. about how artists are supposed to be and collectors and like Hans Ulrich Erbst and Erbst. I can't say that goose, name. It's so impossible. You his, his <laughs> name? Wow. Hans Ulrich Gusberg. Yeah, they love that shit. And it's like, you know, she loves that they love it. And she loves to party and is about the lifestyle. Like, yeah. it's a very, it's an almost like new version. Her and her crowd are like a version of like Dash Snow and Dan Colon from 20 yeah. years ago. Mm. Um, you mm. know. Yeah. But like not gritty. No, it's like it's much more glamorous something and weirdly like fashion-y. Yeah. Like it's very 80s. Oh, yeah. In this weird way where it's like, oh, like y'all got some Margiela and some Balenciaga sneaker boots. And I'm like, how the fuck did you get a thousand dollars for a sneaker? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, I guess I wasn't around for like the nineties or really the early two thousands, but I would say that the art world now is more similar to the art world of like the mid eighties when it was really roaring than it ever has been. I mean, just thinking about how silly people dress and like being pretentious about bad work. Like, you know, a, a bunch of artists now are going to be like the Sandro Kia of today. Ooh. Ooh, who's that? Or Enzo wonder... Kuki or whatever oh, yeah, the who fuck. Are, who are the new Italians? Oh, I don't know. I don't know enough about contemporary art anymore hmm. to even say. So head scratch. Sorry. This is yeah. going to distract me for like a hot second. But no one's But no one's also that global. Uh, no one's that that global. Well, no, there's plenty of successful artists that are that global, but that's like... You know, again, there's no real tears to the art world anymore. And there's a lot more artists now. So it's hard to say. And especially without the um, critical impulse to, like, movement, movement name everything, you're not going to get, like, that sort of um, push anymore. Hmm. Things aren't categorized in that way. Yeah, that's a bummer. That was so much easier. Well, yeah, I don't know. And it suggested some kind of progress and not just, like... A big bubbling soup of hither and you dither. make money for people or you don't. Like yeah. that's the sum total of relevance anymore. That's how you get written about an art forum. That's how you get in this or that. Like matters not. You either have like social cachet or you have money connections. Well, they're kind of one and the same too. I mean, you don't have any social cachet if you don't have any capital cachet. But no, because you could also like you know show show a collector or like you know you know. Uh, a vanity gallerina a good time and like oh my god so great it's so wild so fun yeah i guess i don't know you're like showing like i don't know there's a lot of there's a lot of distance from here to there in terms of like you know having a good time with somebody that works at a gallery and then getting them to show you it does kind of work that way but like i feel like the the only thing that comes to mind for me that can take relatively unknown people and make them into both like institutional and market darlings are things like the Whitney biennial. Mm. Like if you get academic credibility from the curators of a show like that, like everybody that was in that Whitney biennial snapped up by galleries immediately. Which one? The last one. They already had galleries. Well, they already had galleries, but snapped snatched up by bigger ones. Mm, Maybe. And I don't mean everybody literally, but a lot of them. I know. That's why I had to do a little, especially the more commodifiable work, like the painters and photographers and stuff. 
you're in a different situation if your work is expensive to produce or like you know just more ephemeral less marketable still showing it like you know places with long-standing histories like you know if you do a breakdown of like who's at sycamore who's on lower east side who's in you know like you know there's a smattering a healthy smattering all over the place but i don't know a smattering of what what are you talking about what is that smattering of like oh like where people are at in terms of their representation like you do have people who are at mid-tier galleries who are young because they're like oh they're young people in the like in the gray hair roster oh yeah 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 okay you know Mm -hmm. or you have people who are like you know with other 30 somethings at a lower east side thing so it's not like eh, you know yeah nobody like moved up too fast no one pulled a, a Hollowell. Right. Is that going to be a term? Pulling a Hollowell? Yeah. <laughs> You're just going to k- skip a couple rungs? I keep thinking of Joan from Mad Men. I know. Because of her, her, her name's yeah. Holloway. I keep wanting to say Lowy Holloway. Hmm. I was going to make a pun about them being empty and calling it a, a hollow way, but then that would be like a, a vag joke. But <laughs> yeah. I, it's bad. Oh, well. It's trying to, yeah. Sorry, I'm very like, my brain no worky. You always say that, though. No, but it's, it's I a guess special. I'm getting used to it. It's especially, but yeah, you do seem you do seem like uh, you're a, on heroin or something. It's hard what? to get a yeah. It's hard to get a response out of you. Ugh, the Narcan, Narcan of caffeine. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Dulcet sound of me trying to reach for. Yep, just sitting here burning the seconds of silence. How dare you? I can't move my robot arm. Yeah, I know. You I, need to learn. This is why you need to learn to hold your microphone. For the umpteenth time, like, come on, man. Without rubbing it into your stupid face every time. You can't rely on the robot arm. It's not a good setup. Why? I'm adapting to my cybernetic future. Thank you very much. Yeah, I guess so. You know, we come become one with the machine. It looks bad in the room. It's hard to work around. You can't stay on mic while you do things. No. Unless it's at the table. In which case, yes, I can do things. Mm-hmm. You know, I can pivot... Well, would you, do you want to switch to the table? Would you no. rather go back to Joe Rogan style right no, now no, for the last 20 weird. minutes? No, 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 it's too weird. No, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Ugh. So you don't have any topics, I take it. <sighs> I, man, I survived the Thunderdome all weekend. I got nothing. Yeah. It was my Super Bowl Olympics. Uh-huh. Extraordinary. Very fascinating subject of conversation. Um. You know, yeah. Well, I've been sick, so I haven't been doing anything either. You've been crushing it on the golden eye. I have been crushing it on the golden eye. Actually, <laughs> I beat two levels today on double O agent. I'm slowly working my way through the game. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it pains me to admit it, but as a child, I never beat it on double O agent. I did beat it on secret agent, hmm. and then I used the game shark to get all the codes. Game shark. Uh, game shark was the black cartridge that you plug in underneath the primary cartridge. And it allows you to cheat in every single game. Is it like a game genie? Yes. But it, for Nintendo 64, it was called Game Shark. That's what I had as a youth. Game genie. Game genie, yeah. Same thing. Same it, premise. It so. was orange. The code book my mom put contact paper on. Mm. So that way it wouldn't fall apart. Yeah. This is for Super Nintendo you're talking about, right? Or is oh, that for no. Sega? Game no, Genie no. was a Sega thing. Regular Nintendo. Oh, regular Nintendo. It was like this weird gold flappy thing. And you shoved the thing on the thing and then... It stuck out of the system all stupid. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with 64. But then it wrecks the teeth. So oh. you always have to use it because it's like fucking up the connections. Oh, really? Yeah. Didn't know that. Mm, kind of mm-hmm. a bummer. Mm. 
Yeah, well, I never beat the game, so now as a 31-year-old man, <laughs> I'm slowly going through it. And I am, I'm getting better. I am successful, but it does take me a while, man. I'm stuck on train right now. That's a particularly difficult level. In but Golden you have to Eye. use the watch laser. Uh, I can't even get that far. That's the very last thing you have to do on train. But the thing is, on Double O Agent, first of all, there's a lot less ammunition. So you have to be much more judicious. You don't get that red gun and just fuck shot. everybody up? The red gun? What are you talking about? Yeah, it's the one that's like the RC. Oh, RCP-90? That yeah. gun is um, you know, just pick white and black, by the way. But no, you you don't get RCP-90s in every level. I think that only appears in one or two levels. I thought it was on... Oh, no. Maybe that was just me cheating as a child and just giving myself Yeah, you were probably just using shit. all guns every time. Yes, I was. Yeah. <laughs> um, I liked using the laser. But you know, it doesn't count. If you use cheats at all, it doesn't it, count as completing the level. I so I have to go through with no cheats. But anyway, there's a lot less ammunition, so you have to be better at aiming. Uh, and there's no body armor at all. Um, I've only come across one level on Double O Agent that had any body armor, and the rest of it, no moss. So you have to make it through pretty much without getting hit every time. I did a lot of starting over today, where you just like, you know, start the level and you get hit once, and then you just start, tab over, start over. This is the most animated I've seen you in three days. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm excited <laughs> about it, man. I don't know. Oh boy. Yeah, it is a really it is a really harsh thing cuz like I don't know. I wanted to be productive on my little break here with my time off. And I was for the first part of it, I guess, doing all this apartment stuff. But I wanted to do art stuff too. I don't know. I wanted to go out and do things, but like I didn't really leave our apartment for like a whole week. <laughs> I did a thing here or there, but I mostly just stayed here and played Goldeneye and it made me depressed. <laughs> Like it felt I mean, really good, like but I would catch it. Like today, this happened. I w- I caught myself around like four o'clock. I was like, "Oh my god, I haven't even showered yet." I've excuse been, me. I've been playing Goldeneye <laughs> for like five hours, and I'm a man, and this is not okay. And then I would like stop and turn it off, and then I like, I don't know, I like milled around for a second, washed my face, and then I came back and playing Goldeneye again. Oh my god! So this, and team- then I was like, "Well, I better go to the grocery store before." Uh, before people start getting off of work. And so I did that. And then I came back and cooked, which I guess is the thing. But that's all I did today. I mean, I didn't do shit yesterday. I was yeah. just like wildly hungover and just... Well, you know, I really resent having a job, but then it makes me realize that I do need that structure in my life. Like, I've only been off of work one week, <laughs> and I'm and I'm just like, I'm sliding, sliding into Sliding into... Oh, God. I, I, I was wondering if you were mad at me because I'm wearing the same shirt two days in a row. I mean, I was going to ask you, yeah. like, can that walk on its own? Oh, yeah. That's disgusting. I mean, I just washed it two days ago. This is only the second day. Oh, Jesus Christ. But, yeah, I've been gaming for two days in Ugh. my shirt. Uh, I forgot to put on deodorant both days. How do you forget? I just usually don't do it, and I chalk that up to forgetting. <sighs> oh, no, no, no. And then every third or fourth day, I do remember. Because by that time, whether you've showered or not, you start to get a little funky. You know, uh, oof, I guess oof. you don't know. No, I don't know because I have that hygiene thing that I do mm, like mm-hmm. daily. Yeah, I mean, I have pretty good hygiene too. It says the two day t shirt. It's okay to wear a t shirt no, for two days, not. dude. It I don't want to absolute... relitigate oh. this whole issue, listeners. Please, but, but did we do this on mic? I call. Like... Yeah, I think so. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Please uh, call into the show live. We need votes and tell Will that he is wrong. That you can wear things two days in a row and it's fine. Pants are fine. Yes, obviously pants are fine, but I'm talking about shirts here. Shirts are not fine. We're trying to get to the bottom of something. Shirts are fine two days in a row. No, they're never... No, never. I would say three days in a row is also fine, but I wouldn't push it much beyond that. That's disgusting. 
No, it's fine. Ugh. I didn't do anything either day, like I said. Yeah, but just sitting and it's like 95 degrees in here. It doesn't do anything. You it's sweat. not like I'm sweating. Oh, I sweat. You just sweat sitting still. Yes. Oh. Why do you think that is? That doesn't seem healthy. How is I'm that good. how you stay skinny? Yes. That you just you're just always sweating. Your metabolism, metabolism is like, like we got to get this grease out of our system. Listen. Oh, by the way, speaking of the grocery store that I went to, um, I bought sixteen dollars worth of frozen mozzarella sticks. I saw the. F- I bought a mega pack of frozen mozzarella. That was sixteen dollars. Yeah. It's. I guess they're organic or whatever. Sixteen dollars. Listen, it was an impulse purchase. I I should have gone for the cheaper ones because I'm sure there was like a less name brand less organic mozzarella stick and i don't give a shit i did not do that for ethical reasons or for my own health it was just an impulse buy i saw it's them and i said a mozzarella if I stick, away, what's organic about it nothing nothing it can't be how could it be it's a cheese with some breading on it yeah but anyway i saw them and i was like if i walk away right now i'm not gonna get these at all so i need to just pick them up and i'm gonna put them in my basket and oh i'm not gonna God. think about it and i brought them home and you know what i'm happy about it i'm really glad that I bought them. I never want to hear any shit for the amount of snacks I buy. No, listen, I mean, you're going to hear shit from me. It's just, I feel newly liberated because as I said to you the other night, I stopped tracking my calories for the first time in two years, more than two years. Um, yeah. About two months ago, I just let it go. Mm. And so now it's that no combined with the golden eye. So you're and, truly letting it all. <laughs> and the wearing go. shirts multiple days in a row. I'm God. really, I'm really just feeling myself and I'm like, you know what? It's wintertime. Time to get fat as shit. <laughs> and smelly and game. I'm yeah, really I'm you're really doing just, the reverse cuffing season. You're just like I don't know. I'm feeling really self destructive lately. It's really bad. I, I am I'm spiraling on a lot of different levels. Oh boy. And it feels kinda good. But also really bad. Man, Every man. time I stop to reflect, I'm like, No, don't reflect. Don't look at yourself in the mirror. Just go. What? Yeah. That's how I'm oh, feeling. Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, for other people, you should take care of the smelling. Well, I don't smell right now. I mean, says the person. Eight I don't feet smell away. in general. I'm just saying that that's like potentially the next step. Ugh. I'm preparing myself for that eventuality. For Cheeto dust fingers and oh yeah, Ugh. oh yeah. Ugh. I haven't gotten to Cheeto dust level, but hey, you're you're not a. That's the thing. You don't snack. Well, only because I'm weight conscious, because I I balloon up in an instant. But you've never snacked. You've never been a snacky person. Well, yeah, I'll snack. I'll snack. I'll get in there. I bought some crackers today and some cheese because I so liked having a cheese plate around after Thanksgiving that I decided to replicate that situation. Yeah, it's great. But that's not like... That's like... You can't overdo it on a cheese plate. Are you fucking kidding? Are you challenging me right now to overdo it on a cheese plate? Because <laughs> no, I absolutely like, will do it's it. It's so rich that you're like, you're like, okay, I think I'm done. And you just put it away. Well, let me give you an example. So for Thanksgiving, Will bought this stuff called pub cheese. Which yeah, it's delicious. I don't know if anybody out there is familiar with it, but the closest analogy I have is pimento cheese. It's just pimento cheese without pimentos. It's like a whipped buttery cheese concoction. It's yeah. like cream cheese, but it's orange. Yeah, that's the chef. Yeah. And so you dip shit in there. And, of course, after Thanksgiving, there was some left over. Now, you had to work the following day, and I did not. Yeah, and all the fucking pub cheese was gone when I survived Black Friday and wanted to have a snack spread. You know, and I was feeling sick by that time, and I was playing a little Goldeneye. Mm. And I brought out the pub cheese, and I ate mm, 75% of what was left of it. Now, 
Which the, was half. The only reason that I didn't eat all of it was the shame of like, oh, Will bought this. He should get to have some. And, you know, so oh I saved God. you a couple of dips. But what I'm saying you is... You want to know how much that was? Two huh? crackers worth. Yeah, I mean, it was something. You could have just, like, killed it, and I would be like, oh, it's all gone. Well, what I was hoping was that you would forget how much there was left from the night before, and you would think maybe that was all that there ever was, and that I had never dipped into it. Oh, no, no, no. I cleaned up all the crumbs very carefully. No, no, because I remember (laughs) putting the dips away, so I do, like, oh. Oh, you were the one that put the dips away. See, I was hoping it was somebody else, and I could get away with it. No, no, no. Mm -mm. I've been stealing a lot of your food over the last couple of days. If I'm being honest, yeah. It's not like egregious, but you know, piece of bread here, an egg here. All of the all of the like leftover pile that I made for myself. Well, wait a minute. That's not proprietary. That wasn't no, but I stacked it in such a way so that way when you pour it was Hang on, I had no idea that that was It was an architectural a proprietary situation. It's fine. If it was, why didn't you take it to work to eat? Thanksgiving leftovers only last so long, man. I had to clear them out. Before bacteria began to grow. I think they're fine. I think they're okay. Well, they're okay now because I ate them all. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, so anyway, sorry. <laughs> I, I feel like I, I've been feeling bad about it, and I thought I would wait till we were on the podcast to bring it up. <laughs> that, Be- that my rye... Actually, my rye bread's probably gone, like stale and gross. No, the rye bread's there. Oh. I haven't touched the rye bread because I didn't want it. Oh. Um, but I did touch the Portuguese bread several times you might say that i molested it never mind yeah that don't go uh, yeah. anyway mm. I, I well you want to know why i feel bad about it i'll be honest with you is because you know you and i we've known each other a long time prior to this show to this podcast and you know we've lived together a long time and we have a lot of like handshake agreements about the way that things work mm. paying bills you know cleaning you know we've we've silently negotiated a lot of things using our psychic powers Without ever having to talk about them. And food was one of these things where, like, we've done a pretty good job about keeping a firm line in the sand of, like, I have my food and you have your food. And we don't really cross-pollinate that that often, especially without asking. Hmm. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I don't really dip into the foods. Yeah, I don't dip into your foods either, except for the last couple of days I have Unless I need an egg, and then I'm like, I just replace it when I go later in the day. Ah, okay. And then I just go, oh, here's one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I just go, oh. Which I think is fair. That's but, fine. You know, we have one, you want two. Okay, here, we're just going to... No. Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, so, you know, I don't want to let this zone of our relationship get slippery where now you think it's open season on my food. I'm admitting it to you on the podcast so that we can close the book. <laughs> and I will admit my transgressions and we I... will agree that we no longer do that anymore. We no longer do that. <laughs> we no longer do that uh-huh. anymore. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, no, you also don't buy like nibbles. No, I know. I never have snacks around. My snacks are peanut butter and hummus. That's pretty much what I eat for snacks. Which I also have. Right. So. And you like creamy peanut butter like an animal. Creamy, salty peanut. Yeah, duh. You buy Peter Pan peanut butter too, which is weird. No, I don't. Oh, I thought sometimes you do. That's like Target. It's just the Target. Oh, it's just the Target brand. Yeah. Did you grow up with Peter Pan peanut butter? No. Oh, okay. Skippy, Jippy, Jiffy. Oh, you were a Skippy family? Ouch. Yeah, it's delicious. No, Jiff is the only way to go with name brand peanut butter. Peter Pan is the worst. Skippy is a close second worst. I like the Skippy, though. If you Ugh. put sea salt on it and then just take a spoonful That's of that. That's the thing is, mm. yeah, Skippy is full of sugar. 
I'm sure Jif is too, but like it really reads. I thought Jif was sweeter. No, I don't think so. I also just don't like the the RGB color scheme with that like 1940s typeface. I just something about it. No, no. It is kind of ugly. Yeah, it's not pretty, but it's wholesome. It reminds me of childhood. I don't know. No. Did you eat fluff as a child? That's the um, like marshmallow stuff. No, yeah. I didn't. Did uh, anyone actually eat that? I, don't, Why is it I think still that's a, thing? a really regional thing. That's southern. It, maybe yes, that would make sense. Hmm. You know, like um, like a what's her name, a Paula Dean style fat southern woman would really get down on some of that fluff. <sighs> There's a thing called a fluffer nutter, I guess, which is a sandwich made of the fluff and peanut butter. Which, quite frankly, doesn't sound that bad. I just never had it. I mean, the name sounds terrible. Yeah. I don't know. That That's also quite a sweet bomb. I'm not a sweets person, really. I'm... Mm, sugar's hard. In what sense? I... It's a slippery slope. You either need a shitload of it, so you feel disgusting. Or it's like, ooh, I have my one piece of dark chocolate and I'm good forever. Uh, Yeah, the one piece of dark chocolate, much like clear liquor... Is for rich women on diets. I, I get down. With I that. mean, don't get me wrong, but that's a very like. But if you give me chocolate covered pretzels, I will eat the whole bag in one sitting and not have no no fucks given about it. I know. Like I, I love eating the whole bag of something. There's no greater sensation than just finishing something, uh, opening the package fresh, and going all the way down. Yeah, that's called what I do to cheese its. <laughs> that's a one pop. One pop and we're done, and then I go. Oh, there's some. There's three left in the bottom of the bag. I'll save it and then be disappointed the next day. I did that. Oh, you know what I did that on recently? Um, an entire tub of Sabra, not the family sized one. Entire tub, but the normal one. I just cracked it open, took a spoon to it, and I fucking finished the whole. The thing. whole. Th- yeah, it's disgusting. That's, That's like thirteen. So many calories. calories. Yeah. <laughs> That's. It was the roasted pine nut, man. It was so delicious. Well, it's also like so much protein. A little crunchy. Yeah, I know. Well, I was trying to get jacked, you know. Yeah. No. <laughs> what was that sad ass flex? I was looking at. I was looking at, like, this too big of a t shirt and making your arms look like a child. Yeah, I know. I was like, uh, I don't know about that. Um, yeah, I did that on some Sabra. It's been a while. I haven't done that in a while, so I felt like it was okay. It was permissible. A couple See, times a year. But look at what happens when you give yourself permission. Just I know. Playing video games and... I know. Wearing pajama pants. It's, I, don't, I don't understand how I'm going to go back to a day job tomorrow. I mean... There's no way I'm going to, like, thrive. It's going to be horrible for everybody involved. You're just going to want to nap at, like, 3 o'clock. You, don't nap, you also don't nap either. Well, so that's the know. other thing is that I've been sleeping, like, 10 hours a night all week. Oh, well. And it's felt so good. I honestly feel like... I could sleep for three days in a row. I no. feel like that every night. I could sleep for 72 hours and not wake up. That would be the greatest gift in my life. If they gave you a sleep vacation. What? Like in addition well, to you your usual to PTO, work, you know. if they were just like, listen, you have three days off and you are allowed to sleep the whole time. That'd no. That'd be great. No. I, I feel like that. that would just be like aching back and like. Hmm. I don't know. I always have an aching back. Bladder so infection. Really nothing to me. Why would you get a bladder infection? You're not getting up to pee. Oh, I don't know. Maybe they hook you up to a catheter, Ooh. and you can just go in your. That would even be better. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Ooh, I would love that. Hard pass. No, thank you. When I started getting sick this time, I was really hoping I would just get the flu because the flu is an excuse to just sleep for three days. That's how you do the flu, and it feels terrible because you're sweaty. But uh, if it was that without the sweat, I don't know. I would take that. 
you enjoy like exploding out of both ends and well, that not doesn't, being able to move. No, that doesn't really happen to me. When people have said they got the flu and they like they vomit and they defecate tremendously, that's never happened to me. When I get the flu, I just like am so tired. I'm nauseous too, but I don't throw up. I just have a rock solid constitution when it comes to throwing up. I ne- I never throw up ever. Mm-hmm. Not in a really long time. Mm. You got to give me that. I used to throw up sometimes when I was a younger man, but I would also push it a little hard, much yeah. harder. Yeah. yeah. Mm. No, the only time I ever had the flu, I was so weak that I couldn't actually stand up to like walk to eat. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what and happens. I was to like, me too. Uh, and then every time I would stand up, I would just like have to shit immediately upon being vertical. And then I was like, oh no, okay, uh, time to roll back into bed. No, no. Oh, Mm-mm. see, I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. I don't. That doesn't really happen to me. But yeah, the the, the feeling of having to go number two all the time is the worst. You're just like, and then when you're sick and like you're emptied out, so you can't really go, but it just feels like you have to go. Oh, that happens to me with vomiting. You too. are pissing out of your ass. Yeah, yeah. It, it's the Parks and Rec extravaganza for right. real. Yeah. Hopefully nobody's eating right now. Mm, well, mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah. We're, we're a commute podcast. This is not a. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Listen to while this eating. is not a, okay. You don't. Yeah, you don't listen to it with your family over dinner. Yeah. Hi, honey. How was your dinner? I was shitting my brain. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's not. No. Um. Oh man. Yeah, I don't know. I'm also bummed that I'm sick right now because I was on like an probably an over a year long streak without getting sick at all. Not even a cold or whatever. And it's probably time. And now I have a cold and I'm... You don't sound like you have a cold, though. Really? It's, no. It sounds like it to me. You know that feeling in your head where you're like blocked up and scratchy and oh. my voice is resonating in my skull in mm. a weird way. Oh, then you're probably a little stuffy. Yeah. And I, I just have a sore throat. Uh, and I'm in, the, I'm in that stage of sickness where like I'm just going to have a lingering cough now for like three weeks. Ah. That always happens to me where I like don't feel that bad, but I feel a little bad and then I'm going to cough for weeks. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's super fun. It's really great um, to be middling sick. Yeah, you're no, not sick, but ugh. people look at you like suspiciously. They're like, stay away. You're going to get me sick. And you're like, no, I haven't been actually sick, but this I, is just yes. the re- residuals. That's where I am right now. And it's the worst, too, because it's not enough of an excuse to like not live your life. You know, I can't just go on playing Goldeneye. As much as I would like to, like, <laughs> I, I'm not sick enough to not go to people's social functions, to not go to work. I mean, I don't have an excuse now. Yeah. Hmm. That's all I want in life. I mean, maybe that's a good reason to go to a psychiatrist. I'll get my weed card and I'll get a uh, get out of jail free card for all situations. How? They give you that, right? No. <laughs> if you're like, listen, I feel a little bit, I feel a little joker sometimes. They're like, excuse me? What does that mean? And I'm like, you know, I'm twisted. And they're like, no. <laughs> and they just pat you down. Can't like, you give me something that I can show to people that tells them that I'm sick in the head and that I don't have to go to work? Yeah, it's called that t-shirt. Uh-huh. I guess that's true, yeah. Mm. I should wear this to work. I wonder what would happen. Oh, my God. I'm so uniformed when I go to work. It's all black t-shirts all the time. That If I broke that scheme, I feel like it would really make waves. Please don't do that. That's embarrassing for you. Not so much anyone else no dude everybody loves this shirt except for you you understand that right we're talking about my tie-dyed browns t-shirt yeah it's disgusting you're the only person on earth that doesn't like it everybody else loves it i lived it for 23 years i know but you didn't live the tie-dye 
No, but I had to see people wearing that shit. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. Did you see the Browns player that hit the other guy with his helmet? What? So a Browns player got suspended for the entire year because he ripped off the other quarterback's helmet and then hit him in the head with it really hard. <laughs> and it caused like a bench-clearing brawl, the likes of which I've never seen in football. I'm sure it's happened before, but like a bunch of players got suspended. This guy got suspended for more than a year. Both organizations got fined. I'm surprised you didn't come across it. I mean, I don't follow football, and I, I saw it, so. Mm, I mean, you got to do something with all that rage, right? Like, and if you're not, like, giving people concussions, like, incidentally, you just do it on purpose. You just do it on purpose, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was talking to my dad about it on the phone the other day, and I mean, I saw a video clip of it, but obviously the clip starts at a certain point, so you don't get to see the lead up to it. And my dad was like, oh, no, the other guy started it. Like, I agree that this guy should have gotten suspended, but it was obviously that other guy's fault. He tried oh. to rip his helmet off first, and I was like, of course, all right. Cleveland, everyone on Cleveland's got a chip on their shoulder, and no. they're making excuses now mm-hmm. for violence. And you know, we don't condone violence on Green and Lewis. I've never, ever I once say, discussed what, what I would do if I was a mass shooter. What, like, <laughs> I, I wanted my blinking eyes to make the blinky cartoon eye sound we into have the microphone. We have never ever talked about that before i've been talked at about it before mm-hmm. yes yeah. i no absolutely not i do not yeah i've not have you ever punched someone uh yes oh huh. i well i got into kind of a lot of fights when i was around like eighth grade age what yeah it was i got picked on a lot at that age and i because the tips no, I had the tips. Yeah, I had the tips just prior to that. Yeah, mm. you know, it was kind of because of the tips. Mm. It wasn't exactly contemporaneous, but yes, I, you know, I think I told you the story about getting um, mashed potatoes thrown on me because I wore the, I didn't tell you this? What? So Why this, okay, mashed- I'll get to the fights in a second, but the, the same group of friends, one of the first times I ever hung out with this crowd that I was on the low end of the totem pole of. Uh, I was wearing those zip off cargo pants, you know? Oh, you did tell. Yes. But yes, they yes, had yes, a yes. third layer. Did someone put potatoes in the pockets? Well, what happened was we were on the trampoline and this person's That's the start of a story. Yeah. Okay. This person's parents had made mashed potatoes for dinner and they left the trampoline, put strawberry syrup into a bowl of mashed potatoes oh, yeah. and then threw them at me to mar I my triple this, yeah. cargo pants. I think this was on a lost episode. Actually. Yeah, I think it was on a lost episode. Yeah. yeah. So this is the kind of people we're talking about. And, you know, I was coming out of grade school and into middle school slash adulthood. So <laughs> what I was okay. willing to hang out with these people because they were cool in my mind. Oh, and no. being the lowest totem pole person with the cool kids was better than where I was before, which was just being a dork and having nothing. Mm hmm. You know, like still hanging out with kids from my neighborhood or whatever. It was like that scene was starting to decay and I had to find my way in the middle school universe. Uh, You know, when all the elementary schools combined and now there's all these new people. Yeah, I did not have that. Yeah, you were a Catholic school all the way through. We had 12 people in a room for eight years. Well, you're like 38 years old and you still haven't transcended dork. We all know this. It's not wrong. Um, (laughs) So anyway, yes, uh, at a certain point, with these with these friends it's so hard to describe them as friends because in retrospect it was incredibly abusive but i considered them a friends at the time i'd get into a lot of fights with them and like their friends because i I felt the need to stand up for myself like as a dork would do 
Well, yeah, I don't know. I remember one time I hit a kid in his ribs really hard with my skateboard. Like, I'm shocked I didn't break his ribs because hmm. he was picking on me, you know, and I just gave and him what for. On him? Yeah. That... Hmm. Um, I got into a fight with my friend's brother again on a trampoline. And what the fuck? he was a lot bigger than me. Like, like a chunky boy or a tall boy? Yeah, yeah. No, he was. We were probably the same height because I was pretty tall even as a kid. Um, but he was like probably 200 pounds in eighth grade. <gasps> and I was probably like 140 something. But we, but we were on a trampoline and he was picking on me. So, yes, I tried to. In pu- eighth grade? Yeah, he was, he was a big boy. That's a big bitch. Um, and I remember punching him. And then we sort of were like wrestling, but on the trampolines, we're like bouncing up and down like crazy. And at a certain point, he headlocks me and keeps like slamming my head into the trampoline. And he's like, you know, you don't have to do this. I'll never forget that. That's kind of funny. He was like, you know, you don't have to do this. And I was like, yes, I do. But he, but I mean, he had just overpowered me by that time. Uh, and he just held me until I like, you know, got tired, kind of turned into a fish and just didn't quite pass out, but just gave up. So much tramp. Why? So much tramp. Why is there so much trampoline? The trampoline was a was a big fixture in my town at that time, especially <laughs> for like skateboarders and people that were into jackass. You know, you could practice skating on the trampoline. You'd put a deck on there with no wheels and like do stuff or do flips or jump off the roof onto the trampoline. What? Hang out with girls on the trampoline. Yeah, there was the trampoline was central to my life. Late middle school, early high school. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Oh god, no, no. You never jumped off a roof onto a trampoline? No. Oh, come on, man. That's one of the great things. No. The first time you do it, you don't really know how to do it, so you um you like compress your legs too much, which will just make you hit the ground and not bounce back up because you're jumping from such a height that the trampoline is too elastic and it just oh goes all the God. way to the ground. Yeah. No, I Or you take a misstep and get your foot caught between the metal ring around the oh. outside of the trampoline and then you land on your neck in the grass. I don't know. It was all worth it. I also felt up a girl for the first time on a trampoline, so. Oh, Jesus. Nothing but fond memories. Jamie Carg shouts out. Oh, my God. I'm so glad (laughs) I did not live a fully suburban youth. Thank Christ. Oh, I loved it. I, I think I've told you many times before, like, that was the best time of my life. Like, suburban youth. My life was over at 18. (laughs) You know? I really never should have kept going. It's only gotten worse. Oh, my God. Mm Mm-mm. No, no. So, ooh, mm, yeah, suburban. I don't know. I mean, your your youth was semi-urban because where you grew up was like kind of on the border between real city and suburbs, right? Yeah. Yeah. And all those like tiny little houses with smaller yards. Yeah. yeah. Mine was a little more country or like. We didn't have woods to play Yeah, in. right. That's, yeah, that sucks. You would just actually go to the lake or go do a thing mm-hmm. in an actual place. Right. Well, it's cool to be by the lake. But yeah, you had to like, I don't know, you had to find public zones to yeah. go hang out. And it's like, it's like when all the people in California talk about um, taking lunch off campus yeah. or whatever, like, yeah, or going to the mall or something. No, my, yeah. my existence mm-hmm. as a, as a child and as an adolescent was, you could be very private because like the woods was where no adults were. So mm. people would like hide pornography in the woods or like you'd go mountain biking in the woods or you'd like getting fights in the woods you know yeah but no no woods we know woods we hang out in mall we watch movie Mm -hmm. sit in coffee shop for three hours you know yeah like the idea of hanging out in a coffee shop or something the only time i ever did that really was denny's 
because you could smoke cigarettes there. And for whatever reason, God, shame. Denny's is not a, you know. Shame on the staff at Denny's on I-77. Like, the number of underage children, clearly underage children. Like, my friend Matt was straight up 13 years old and looked like a nine-year-old. I mean, he still looks like a small child in some ways. Like a nine-year-old? Oh, yeah. I mean, he really truly looked like a nine-year-old girl when he was 13. And they were letting him smoke cigarettes in the Denny's. It was shameful. It really was. I don't know what was wrong with those people, but God bless them, you know? They're trying to prevent all you little dumb fucks from walking in on the hand job between Irene, the neighborhood hooker, and whatever trucker is parked outside. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. They're it, like, okay, you guys can sit in here and do that, but don't go around the back. I don't know. Maybe. In my memory, it was entirely populated by high schoolers, though. The like, the, like after midnight scene at Denny's on 77 was all after my friends. After midnight scene. Okay. Oh, yeah. Again, best time of my life, dude. It was like American Graffiti or something, but much trashier. Much? Yeah, we didn't have like much? we didn't have like cool hot rods. We were just freaking black and milds. Oh boy. And trying to, you know, trying to hook up with Matt's sister. Isn't she married to one of your other yeah, friends? Yeah, now she's married to one of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I know that little detail. I'm like, wait a minute, what? Um oh boy. Oh no. Yeah, he kinda slid in on her because I used to ironically hit on her, like knowing that I wouldn't this was back when I had confidence, knowing that I would <laughs> knowing that I would never get her, but just like just being he, frankly, like by today's standards, pretty gross. But remember, it was a different time. Didn't you also do this like three years ago? Oh, I still do it. <laughs> I mean, that's part of the bit now. Oh, Jesus. They, they got married off of it. I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, Emily's hot. What can I do about it? It's not I can't help it. Um. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Maybe this is also part of my, like, confusion is, like, did not, literally did not hang around, like, boys. You only hung out with women? Yeah. But they must have hung out with boys. Yeah. So you were... And they were all suspicious of me. They're like, why is he hanging out with her? Why are you, why are you hanging out with my girlfriend? I'm not trying to fuck her. Oh, yeah. That would be really suspicious. My like, good lord. I mean, have I ever told the story of the time I threw the pennies at my girlfriend's car? Yes. I didn't tell it on the podcast, though. Oh, well. Yeah. Here's your moment. Yeah, so... It is your time. It is your moment. Well, teenage jealousy, okay? Uh, actually, and as a matter of fact, this took place at Denny's for the first part of the Jesus story. fucking Christ. Okay. Uh, I arrived at Denny's with my friends, and the girl that I was seeing at the time, we weren't quite official yet, but we more or less were, um, she showed up with an ex-boyfriend of hers, and of course, this just infuriated me to no end. I don't know what she was thinking. And frankly, I don't care. She was in the wrong. You don't do that to somebody that, you know, you've had encounters with at this point. It was very blatant and it was in my face and I felt affronted by this. So we left the Denny's and I think we were going to her house for some reason. I don't know. Like the whole group was going to one location in multiple cars. It was the middle of the winter. Uh, She drove a cut list. You know what that is? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So it's like a big boat of a car. And I'm in the car ahead of her. And, of course, I'm hormonally just enraged. And I roll down the window of Tommy Lewis's truck. And I take all the pennies from the cup holder in between the two seats. And I chucked them out the window right into her windshield. And as I do this, I feel great for a second. And then I look in the rearview mirror and the car is spiraling out of control, doing donuts, 
going 60 yeah. and flies into a ditch. Fly- mm. Turns out everyone's fine. No big deal. I never admitted that I did this because apparently they didn't know what hit them. So Sarah, oh. if you're listening right now, it was me. Uh, what, like it was but they just, just thought it was fall- like ice or something oh. from the road. Yeah, yeah. They had no idea that it was an intentional Except thing. like in the windshield wipers, like some change comes shooting off. I, th- I think it all happened so fast that it was like... It all happened so fast. You we just did not hear that know. clank against the windshield and slam on the brake and, you know, one thing leads to another and now you're in a ditch with a totaled cutlass. I mean... But yeah, so That's I don't know. It's probably for the best. No one should be driving a cutlass. If you had showed up girl. with this girl, even knowing, as I know now, that you're a gayman <laughs> and you showed up with her, I would have been just as infuriated. And I also would have tried to kill you if you were riding in her car with her. Mm. You know? Hmm. Things like that happened all the time. Wow. I used to run red lights just for fun. There was a certain red light. Um, God, what was that intersection? Wyatt and Wallings Road. Uh where it was kind of a game amongst the teenage drivers in the town to just see how fast you could run that red light. And it was like a, th- you know, 30 mile an hour road and you just pedal to the metal and try to blow through it as fast as you could. I, I mean, I'm shocked. I never killed how? Anybody. Yeah. Hmm. Or myself. I mean, I knew people that died this way, not that specific red light, but just doing dumb shit like that. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. So I guess if you're thankful that you never had this experience, yeah, I'm looked, actually yeah. looked at in that light. Yeah, probably it's, fine. Yeah, it's probably better. Yeah, probably for the best. Mm-hmm. Just get my latent teenage bottled upness out in my late twenties, early thirties. Yeah, yeah, that's good. When you just have a little more money to spend, mm-hmm. actually, maybe less. I don't know. Oh, I mean, you probably none of it's, none of it's you know already accounted for. Yeah. <laughs> when you're a teenager, you're just like, all my money's mine. Make it rain, bitch. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Sure. Oh God, I miss those days. Mm. The only real rent. expense I that's had rent. was gas. Yeah. And gas being like $2.10 was oppressive to me. It was $3. What are you talking about? It I know. It, it, $4. Well, I remember when it went up to 3 or $4, but I remember it was probably sh- when I had my temp license. Remember that? When you're like 15 and a half and you yeah. can drive. Gas was sometimes still under a dollar. No. Yeah, definitely. Never. I remember getting gas for 99 cents. Never. Totally. Never. Oh, yeah. No. Definitely. Hmm. Not like often. But every once in a while, and it would hover around like a dollar twenty all the time for hmm. sure. I, it was I a really from... quick transition in the bush years from it being like under two dollars all the time to being over four dollars all the time. Yeah, yeah, that happened quick. I also drove a boat. Yeah, an Oldsmobile ninety eight. Oh, really? Powder blue. Wow. Why didn't you keep this instead of Corolla? It was a boat. You had to fill a giant tanker. Mm-hmm. So forty dollars later. You could have gas, and it was also not great at that. So then you would just be like, ooh, I have to fill it up because it's icy and snowing now, and I need the weight. Yeah. So I'm out 40 bucks. I drove a 1995 Saturn. Ooh. It was gold, and it was made of plastic. It was extremely lightweight. That's emasculating. What? How? Oh, dude, I loved that car. Are you kidding me? That was my Saturn? favorite car. Oh, yeah. I loved it. I high-centered it on a snow pile. At Changa Skate Park in North... I don't know what any of those words mean. <laughs> I don't... In North Ridgeville, Ohio, also, in the middle of the winter. Yeah, these words don't... You know, you don't know what high-centering a car is? No. It's when neither your front wheels or your back wheels can touch the ground anymore because you've managed to balance it on the chassis in the middle. So I tried to drive over a snow pile 
Oh, but I didn't. And a Saturn. Qu- yeah, but I didn't quite have the momentum for it, and also the car weighed like Three about pounds. as much as me. Yeah. Uh huh. And I got halfway up it, and then I just sort of high centered it on there. But it was no big deal because you could just push it over. No, there is nothing more uh, depressing. Let's say when you're in a newish car, but they're so light, and then your fat ass, meaning me, sitting in it, scra- causes the car to scrape the bottom of like the sidewalk. But oh, you have, no. But you have to stand up a little bit in order to get it off the ground. This happened in your rental car. You were that fat? This was like a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> this was like a month ago. I don't know. Oh, this happened in LA in the yeah. rental car. Oh, yeah. Well, that's just, you know, that's I was normal, like, man. oh. And then I had to like, oh, oh. Then, yeah. I was like, I only had one In-N-Out burger, man. Like, just, <laughs> don't shame me. What was your highest ever weight? Did you like, ever get up above 200? Fuck no. Oh, okay. Because you were looking pretty chunky at a certain point. Rude. I have pictures. So do I. <laughs> uh, no, I I was a 32-inch waist or 31 and a half. Oh, geez. That, oh, okay. Never mind. That's not that big of a but, deal. That's what I am now. But like a 32 on what, this What frame, are you normally, 28? 30. Oh, okay. Same waist for like oh, see, the I better part of... Almost 20 years at this point. I don't know. I guess all the weight went to your head or something. Because you had a much rounder face at a certain point. It goes right here. Right yeah, there, yeah, yeah. Right in the jowls. You get real fat right here and then get a gut. Right. Yeah, you looked like Kim Jong-un, kind of. Rude. <laughs> Very rude. It was more of an Andy Rooney situation. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. That's another person that you aspire to be. No. The guy that like complains about art after 60 minutes. I already am that. I don't okay. <laughs> Unlocked. Uh, achievement unlocked. Done. Yeah. Uh, we can stop anytime you want. Uh, although I have to say, I feel like this, this episode... This is a freewheeling shit show. Yeah, no, I know. This episode and the last one, they, they get really good after an hour. When we finally like, get all the boring stuff out of the way and you just, like, loosened up a little bit. It's also like, oh, talking? Oh. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was literally locked in my basement all day. Well, I know. And like I said, I was busy not showering and playing Goldeneye, so I haven't really talked to anybody today. Yeah, either. I don't... I Except for the Spanish woman in the checkout line that refused to speak to me in English. Refused or was like, hmm? I think she could... I think she just realized that I hadn't talked to anybody all day and, and she's was like, like this is not that. worth it. No. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely not. No, I was... Yeah, I was fully in my basement and then yesterday I didn't talk to anyone all mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's why I wanted to have a guest on this one, but then I was like oh. too lazy to bother even to try. Well, it's short Figured notice. we just go for it. Yeah, I know, but, you know. It takes a little bit of planning. It does. It takes a little bit like of planning. Like, at least, you know. Anyway, guys, I hope you like these marathon episodes, because <laughs> I, I certainly enjoy them after a certain point. Just skip the first 40 minutes. No, you want to hear some hot takes that you already probably heard. Yeah, that are weeks old by, yeah, the, t- <laughs> by mm. the time we get to them, that we're all not very insightful about anyway. No. Yeah. No. Insight. Mm-mm. It's not what you're tuning in for. No, definitely not. Fuck no. Mm-hmm. I'm not here for that. I hope there's no statute of limitations on totaling somebody's car with pennies. No, no, I think you're clear. Okay, good. I mean, it is attempted. Mans- it kind of is attempted murder. Manslaughter. I mean, yeah. You didn't think about it. I didn't think about it, but had I succeeded in killing them, I probably would have felt good about it, honestly. Okay. That's why, I mean, that's where my head was at, dude. It's not my fault. It's just hormones. You're yes. just blaming hormones. Yes, of course. I feel like I never had hormones, like, raging. Well, of course not. No. It was an Alan Turing situation for you. How dare you? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. 
Okay, that's that's probably a good place to stop. I feel like we either need to, we're going to go another half hour or we're just going to cut this now. Mm. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, do you want to just record a second episode and bank one? I kind of want to try that. Do you want to try that? No, we don't have enough things for that. Oh, we definitely do. We can go get some. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Let's sign off and try to do that. That'd be funny. Ugh. Oh, Lord. You want to try? I'm like I'm in a mood right You're now. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Well, All right. This is Green and Loose episode 22. Is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, and we're definitely not going to record episode 23 right now. Okay. Or a bonus episode. Uh-huh. Bonus episode. Patreon. Bye.